is Jenny V, music director for 101.9 The Mix and co-host of the Afternoon Mix as well as the Mix New Music Club. And you might know this artist from TikTok because he has over 4 million followers after doing random pop-up performances of his hit song, I'll Be Waiting, in random places like a library or on a mall escalator or in a subway train. He also recently supported Ed Sheeran on his UK and Irish tour and now headlining his own North American tour. Get to know more about Kean DeCrow of Cork, Ireland here on the Mix Me Music Club podcast. It's today's Variety 101.9 The Mix. It's McCabe and Jenny from the Afternoon Mix, and today joined by Kean DeCrow. How are you? All the way from Ireland. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, your first time here in Chicago? Yeah. Pretty sick. All right, on a scale from one to ten, yeah, what do you think? Uh, I'd probably give it a ten, to be honest. That's what we want to hear, all right. uh, Actually, to be fair, I did have deep dish pizza. Didn't like it at all. But I don't know know whether that's just because deep dish pizza isn't nice or we went to a place that just didn't do good deep dish pizza. Um, And then I had a – so that was was one downside. But it's still, still a ten, though. We'll, okay. we'll blame it on the pizza. Yeah. Like, the, place, the place, the place. Maybe <laughs> you just went to the wrong place. What's it supposed? Is it supposed to be like it's not pizza dough? It's kind of. It's like a quiche with like. It's pizza like a toppings. pie almost. Yeah, not a big fan. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. Like it kind of, you kind of need the pizza dough. We have know? plenty of more time to plenty test more. Plenty more time to find the better ones. <laughs> but we were. Let's just see if we can go over it again. We were kind of testing you on your sports knowledge. Can you name the Chicago sports teams knowledge. off the top of your head? So, was two baseball Chicago teams. Chicago Bulls. Okay. Basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the two baseball teams are the Cubs, yep. for the North Side, <laughs> the Sox, the White Sox, for the South Side. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm a South Side guy, I must say, so I'm going to have to go. <laughs> Not that I know. And hockey? Can you do hockey? Oh, hockey. What is the hockey team? Two, it's a, it's a two uh, syllables, right? <laughs> <laughs> Starts with a color. Not white, but... Black. Okay, and then it's like a bird. Hawk. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Black and then Hawks. we got our Chicago Fire football or soccer team. Oh, you have a soccer team? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Got a lot they of stuff. definitely are not good, I'd say. Right? Like, <laughs> if you our, haven't heard about our, them, probably not. Well, but, oh, yeah, soccer. Yeah, so not American. Do you have an American football team? Is that what you're talking about? No. Yeah, yeah, we do. How do we leave out the football team? Uh, yeah, the Chicago, it's like an animal. The Chicago Bears. There we go. All right. Easy. <laughs> you guys just picked the easiest names. Obviously, I knew well, now that we got sports down, <laughs> welcome to Chicago. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Um, man, it's just been a crazy year for you so far. Let's talk about these kind of like pop-up uh, flash mobs that you've been doing. How did you get like a 30-piece orchestra in a mall and like not be seen? Like, how do you do this? Uh, pretty tricky. You, you hope that you're not seen is more the situation. Um, we tried it a few times, failed a few times, um, and yeah, it's it's quite a. We, so we for the orchestra we set up a curtain, mm-hmm. and at first we were like, let's sneak everyone into the curtain, kind of one by one, gradually, and like see if people kind of don't notice that somebody's carrying like a huge double bass in, uh, and people did notice because we it took way too long, and like people were like looking, trying to like look in from the balcony mm-hmm. in, and they were like, why is there an orchestra in there? Um, so that was an epic fail. Then we realized, okay, we basically just have to do it as fast as possible. Get everyone in as quickly as we can. And then I show up as quickly as we can because even if people see it, it'll only be like, it could be 10 people. But mm-hmm. if you take like really long, it's like hundreds of people that will notice because they'll gradually over the space of like 20 minutes, you know, so many more people are there. Um, so yeah, we kind of just like, that one was 
very hard to pull off and we kind of did and we failed a few times um but it's a it's a lot easier when it's like we've done it where it's like just a choir mm-hmm. and when it's a choir it's easy because like nobody knows that people are like because they're just you know dressed like normal people and like you don't see the instrument you know so that was a lot easier but yeah with the orchestra it's like it's tricky you gotta like hide them and stuff <laughs> <laughs> what location off the top of your head or where were you when the audience had the best reaction to you popping up and singing your song um god i don't know i think like probably one of the very first videos that we ever did when we did it on like an escalator um i was in manchester and i think because we didn't we'd never done it before we didn't really know what to expect um and it was basically this escalator that went up and it was surrounded by these like levels of like the shopping mall or whatever and so you could kind of as i was doing it i could see like loads of people coming in and so i think that was probably like i don't know if it was the best reaction but from sort of like because we weren't prepared for like what was going to happen it kind of felt that way um but i think it's just like every time it's 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 pretty good or it's pretty like people are always at first a bit confused and shocked (laughs) um and then hopefully they kind of enjoy it and then they they uh, kind of clap along or like (laughs) get in on it you know well, I mean, it is like such a, a beautiful song. So I think once people start to realize what's going on, it's hard not to, you know, watch and see what it is you're creating. Um, and just kind of going back to the process of writing and everything. I mean, this album seems very personal. You know, I was kind of reading one of your posts. And uh, I mean, your mom seems like one of the strongest women on the planet. Um, so, I mean, going back and putting all this personal stuff into an album, how was that process and was it difficult to do? Um. I think it was actually the easiest thing I could have possibly chosen to do because I didn't really have to like think about it that much, you know, like I think like most of the songs that are on the album, especially the ones that are like super, super personal, like I wrote really fast, you know, it just kind of like fell out because I just knew exactly what I was writing. Like it was just like, it's all like true stories. So I'm not even like trying to think of like, lyrics like I don't have to be like what am I gonna say or what's like a clever lyric like I'm just writing exactly what happened you know and like trying to make it rhyme I guess but like um yeah so it's like in that way I think like I've always found it a lot easier to write like really honest real um music that like tells my story and my life and things that I've been through because I don't know I feel like it just falls out that way and if I'm trying to write something that like I don't really know what I'm talking about or I'm just kind of like making it up or improvising like it doesn't really doesn't really work as well for me um so yeah and and i think i always also knew like that that's what i wanted my first album to be i kind of had always for like the last few years or however long i've been you know dreaming about making an album i think it's like always been um the idea to just tell my story and the stories and like sort of begin to open up that like my life I guess to like the listener but you started off as a classical flautist yeah what was that transition like going from being a flautist to now a pop singer um it was definitely like a really hard decision to make because it's something that I was doing like my whole life and I kind of had a lot of like it was like a lot of anticipation for me to be in classical music and to um stay in that world but I think like most of the people around me like that knew me the best even my mom and stuff like they 
they kind of always encouraged me to just do what it was that I loved the most and what I like what a lot of people kind of felt like I didn't necessarily fit into the classical music world anyway and that like I was gonna end up just doing being a songwriter and um going into the pop music kind of world and so like yeah I don't know it, it was a strange one of like it's almost like everybody knew it except for me like or everyone was kind of waiting for me to make that jump and that change and like I was I also was waiting for it but I kind of was just like waiting for the right moment and it was like it's really funny actually because when I was in college I remember watching a John Mayer documentary where he goes um or it's like an interview and he goes back to Berkeley where he studied and he talks about the day that he dropped out of school and he was like you get like a pink slip or something when you drop out I don't know like and he like bumped into his guitar teacher who just like stopped and saw him holding the things so he knew that he dropped out and he just turned to him and he was like see you in California and then John went and he signed a record deal and now he's John Mayer um, <laughs> and like I remember watching that and being like oh that sounds so cool like I wish I could do that I wish I could like drop out of college and just sign a record deal and do the thing <laughs> that I love um, and then like one day it might have been like a year or a year and a half later I don't know and I was just like oh I could just actually like the only way that you can do that is by doing it like so yeah I could just drop out and then, like maybe <laughs> sign a record deal somehow or like you know make something happen so yeah it was kind of weird it was just like at one point I was like oh I wish I could do that and then another moment I was like oh I can do that like obviously but it's just yeah I don't know you just have to get to that place in your mind where you're like willing to take that that leap and take that risk and then and then hope hopefully it kind of pays off I think when you have no choice that's usually when things work out mm -hmm. um so I kind of like, I like putting myself in a situation where there's like no other option, you know. When you started like pursuing music full time, like what spots around Ireland were you performing? Like where is your hometown and what were kind of some of the venues or pubs or wherever you were at? Um, my hometown is Cork. Okay. Uh, which is in the south of Ireland. Um, well, like when I, so when I was growing up as a teenager, I was playing a lot. Of, I was like busking a lot and just playing like loads of pubs around, around Ireland and or, or around Cork and it's quite competitive actually to like play pubs and stuff like that even just to get those gigs you know even though you're just like background music um, and um, I think like I then left and went to school actually in England and, and London is where I was studying classical music um, and so like I hadn't like really I mean I played loads of like classical concerts and a lot of like sort of different concerts where which were like you know group things or like gigs like that in pubs and stuff but I'd never really started to well I'd never been able to like do my own shows like sell tickets and stuff like that because mm -hmm. you've got to have your music you have to build a fan base and stuff um so yeah like in Ireland and the UK it was just mainly like just playing loads and loads of pub gigs and open mics and just like random random stuff and then eventually like sort of when when mu my mu own music started to do well it was just like testing the waters and like trying to sell tickets and then and then you sell tickets and then you're like that's so weird like because you have no gauge you have no idea like who's gonna buy tickets to come and see you even if you've got like a million followers like you you still don't know like what that means you know because right. it's just like a number on a screen so yeah that was like when I started to like now I go back to Ireland and it's mad because it's like I was just having this conversation with somebody actually like here in Chicago and like they're asking me about that and I was just saying how strange it is to go to your home country and city where you have so many memories and you spend so much time doing like everything like walking down those streets every day standing on those corners busking and then to go and to be able to play some of the biggest venues in that country and it's like so weird you know like 
because you just you kind of don't feel at home anymore but you do like you mm -hmm. feel super welcomed because the people want you there so bad that you're selling all these crazy venues but then like it's a really strange thing because you're like this is not how it used to be you know so it's quite yeah it's it's very weird to like wrap your head around it and when you started pursuing music, you were making a lot of trips back from London to LA and doing a lot of couch surfing. Yeah. What was that experience like? Um, it was actually, I think, one of the best times of my life, to be honest. Um, it was like, it was really hard for sure because you're like, you're kind of just like hoping that things are going to get like better and you're going to be like in a better situation. But it also, I think, like really was a like defining. A moment in like what kind of started my career to like you know get somewhere and I think like again being in those situations of like it's either like I make this work out or I'm going to be sleeping on my friend's office for like <laughs> the rest of time um and I think like I just yeah I don't know I, I had so, I had so many amazing times like back then I, I think I, I went to LA and I think I had like $800 in my bank account um, and that was only because the currency from pound to euro or pound to dollar, sorry, was in my favor. So I probably had like 500 pound. Um, and so like, and I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to make this work. But like, I just had friends who were like, oh, if you need to crash here, you can sleep here. And like slept on my friend's floors and like bedrooms and couches and shit. And like, and that was great because it just kind of made me so hungry to like succeed or like to get somewhere and to like, um, I think like I'm lucky that I'm not like a perfectionist really. So like I just try and make good stuff, but I like let go of it. And so like at that time I was just like trying to write as many songs as I could and like posting on social media and like trying to release my music and just put as much music out as I could. And then like eventually it just kind of like, but it's funny, like I used to, in that time actually I was like writing myself, um, I would write myself fake uh, like letters from record labels, <laughs> like um, fake letters from record labels. Yeah, yeah. Like so, saying, like, I don't know yeah, if we're going to sign you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I would, and I would put like the name of the, the like president of the label, and I would put like the logo, and I would email it to myself like over and over again. Um, That's like one way to manifest your destiny yeah. is you know really put oh, it out there with your own letters. It was for motivation. I thought you were like yeah. showing these to other labels. Like no, 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 no. Well, I mean, that would have been Look, clever. But me. I didn't know anybody at the other label, so there was no one to show. Um, but I think it was like from that kind of time. Like I think it was you know three or four months until I, I think when I was couch surfing and I was in LA, it was probably like February, and then I think I signed a record deal in like June or or june july kind of that summer so like it really worked like it's really mad but like wow. i mean i had some other really crazy things that it will take super long to tell you the story and maybe another time but there was a lot of things that happened in that time mm -hmm. that like blew my mind like i i do remember someone saying like just do these things and and like wait to see what happens within the next three months and i think three months later to the date that I really started putting certain like things into practice and being like so like confident in myself and like rebuilding that confidence that I had as a kid and stuff. I think I went probably from zero to like half a million followers. I had, wow. you know, I was on the sort of cost of signing a record deal. Like I had my first time that my music was starting to do well. And like, I was, I had a, a room in an apartment that I could pay for myself. <laughs> you're like all these sort of things that like, you're just like, you know, it's, it's probably just because I was working really hard, but, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, like, it's kind of mad how, how you can create 
something if you're just like determined enough, you know. We're going to be writing so many letters to ourselves. I was going <laughs> to yeah. say, I was going to say at one point, did you write a letter to yourself that said, I'm going to open for Ed Sheeran on tour. Yeah. I'm going to be on stage with the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, those I probably didn't write necessarily, but like I would do like, I would do sort of like what people may say, like journaling or whatever, or like there's some nights where I would just like sit in bed and I would just write the same thing over and over and over again. Like whether it's, you know, you know, the music I'm going to make or like just positive things about myself because I think it's so easy to get like like think negatively if things are like not going as well as you want them to or just like in certain times in your life so like I think when you do that like whether or not like the law of attraction or manifesting or whatever works or not like I think I believe that just believing in yourself and being like positive in your mind a hundred percent works because if you're negative nothing's going to happen and you're not going to do the things you want to do and so like some of these things I think just help you to reinstate that positivity that belief in yourself and you know you repeat it over and over again and you truly like believe those things and like I think often in a lot of the most difficult times sort of in my life or my career where things haven't been going the way I wanted to or been like in difficult patches like I always like a revert back to that um and it always somehow gets me out the other side like even sort of greater or, or in a better place than I was before and I think there's something something definitely powerful about that and I, I don't exactly know why or how but I just think like you have to believe in yourself and you have to be confident and, and like happy and like and for the right reasons but like it definitely makes things happen because I guess like the people around you feel that energy the people who you know like Ed or the Jonas Brothers or whatever like whether it's like a law of attraction thing or it's just like they see my attitude and because I'm positive and confident and happy in myself, they see that and they probably go, oh, that guy looks like a like a nice guy. Like, let's get him on tour or whatever, right. you know? And it could be just as simple as that. But if I was just like uh, bitter and miserable or whatever, I don't know, <laughs> like probably wouldn't happen, you know? <laughs> and here you are on your own tour. You've got a show at Shuba's tonight. Yeah. And then you're coming back October 2nd to perform at Lincoln Hall and tickets are on sale for that now. But... Is there a difference between the two shows? I know you've got an album coming out in between these shows, but what can people expect tonight compared to October 2nd when you're back? Um, well, tonight will definitely be a lot more intimate. Uh, it'll be a lot more of sort of a mix of like older music and new music and some unreleased music. Um, and yeah, I think that the, the show in October is obviously going to be post album. So it'll be all of the new album music. Um, it'll be maybe a little bit less intimate, but I think, um, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know. I guess it's just going to be like, it's going to be very different because the music, I guess is going to be different that we're going to be playing. Um, the show obviously itself in terms of like the production of the show and what people will be seeing. Um, will be different but I think we're just always like every tour you try to elevate and, and give the, I'm I'm a huge fan of like a good show like and that sounds stupid but like when you go to a gig and you feel like the artist has really put effort into like giving the audience a good show mm -hmm. um, and not trying to just cut corners like I think for me that's so important like I love that like I feel so good when I go to a show and I'm like they put on they are thinking about the the listener, the person who's coming to the show. And that's like how I always want like um 
the fans to feel and anyone who's coming to the show I want them to feel like it's for them and they're like I'm doing like wh- everything that I can to give them the best show so hopefully every tour is just like elevating and it's getting better for them and stuff and but then like still keeping the thing that is you know authentic and me and trying to be like as as myself as possible you know so yeah who knows <laughs> we're looking forward to seeing you on tour but also with the new music what's the story behind your latest song i'll be waiting um my latest song is actually part of me but or, okay <laughs> <laughs> but i'll be waiting uh which is the one that i think is being probably played most in the u.s right now um is a song that i wrote um kind of about like basically about a time where when I was a kid I had all these mixed emotions and feelings towards my dad and our relationship and like or lack thereof um and when you're um, my brother was older than me so I feel like he was a bit more mature and he understood the situation more and I was a lot younger and so my I was very confused because like I knew that my dad wasn't a good person and I knew that i didn't want to spend time with him but then when he didn't show up I was just like upset and I was confused and I was like and then as I got like a little bit older and things went on I started to sort of resent those feeling like any positive feelings I'd ever had towards my dad I like resented and I felt like sort of ashamed for having had them and I felt like I was just like stupid and like you know and I think like again as I got even older I started to think about how like I should never have felt that way towards those feelings that I had when I was younger and I was confused and I didn't know like how to feel and like um and I think it's so easy as a kid to feel certain things and then when you're older to be like oh I was so stupid I shouldn't have felt that way like you know my brother didn't feel that way he was much smarter than me and like knew what was going on more and he was better at like even though I have no idea how he felt because I'm not in his head um and I think, like, I just, like, for so long carried a weight of, like, being a bit embarrassed and ashamed of those feelings. Um, and I just wanted to, like, write a song for that younger kid of myself, which tells his story in the place that he was in, waiting for his dad, being sad, being upset, and, like, validating that, like, although I don't feel that way now, and I haven't for a long time, that those feelings are just as valid, even if they were... Like quote unquote the wrong feelings to have or whatever or like they were you know not that feelings can be wrong but like I think you know if someone's supposed to love you and you're a kid like that's all you know and even if they're a bad person you can still feel that way and so yeah I think for myself I really wanted to like I just needed to make that song to be like to close that part of those feelings and that life and just put that seal on it for me um, and then I think for every, everyone else and the people listening i think it's just like any song of you know you can take it in any way really that mm-hmm. you want i don't necessarily know how people take it if i'm being honest because i think everyone has a completely different take on the song um but that's like the power power of music so and it's going to be on your new album victory coming out july 21st is it going to get us in our feels the whole album is there some up tempo is it a lot of ballads definitely gonna get you in your feels <laughs> uh, right. yeah uh there's it's a huge mix really it's pretty unexpected to be honest i don't think it's what anyone is expecting the album to sound like <laughs> um which is what i'm really excited about i didn't i don't i want to be able to just kind of 
do whatever I want for the rest of my life in terms of the music that I want to make. So I really didn't want like my first album to like confine me sonically as like, oh, he's a guy who just sings like ballads or he's a guy who does sad songs or up-tempo songs or whatever it is. And so I wanted to just make all the music that I love inspired by all the different music that I love um, and try and make it like as me as possible. So yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's quite a mix, but I'm really proud of it and like really excited for everyone to hear it. Well, we're looking forward to your debut album, Victory, out July 21st. You're coming back to Lincoln Hall on October 2nd. And Key and DeCrow, thank you so much for stopping thank by. You. Thanks for having me. Mix, really appreciate it. Thank you.